Hello and welcome. You're listening to the River Radio Let's Talk Business show this afternoon with me, Sophie Comas. And this afternoon, I'm absolutely delighted to be back on the radio after a short break over the festive season. Hoping that everyone out there listening today has had a lovely time celebrating with friends and family and all kept fit, well and healthy. On today's show, we're really pleased to have the fantastic local accountant, Rosie Forsyth from Wilkins & Co. joining us. Good afternoon, Lindsay. Uh, Rosie? <laughs> Lindsay? I don't know where that's come from. Rosie, good afternoon. Uh, hi, how are you? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Um, So on today's show, we're going to find out a little bit more about Rosie's business journey, learning more about Rosie's business, Wilkins & Co., and debating and discussing some of the financial challenges faced by local small business owners as we head into 2022. Plus, we have some great music and I believe a book choice from Rosie. So looking forward to hearing a little bit more about that later on. So, but Rosie, how's your, how's your start to the year gone? Uh, it's been a little mixed, to be honest. We had a great Christmas, as uh, I hope everyone else did. We had COVID in the house, as I expect most other people did as well. Yeah, my, I think there's lots of yeah, that going around. Uh, <laughs> my son managed to go down with it between Christmas and New Year, so luckily we did get Christmas out of the way. Excellent. Um, so he had that, but luckily wasn't ill at all, and it only ruined his New Year's Eve rather than ours, so that was okay. Um, <laughs> well, but all, all fitting well and the rest of us managed to not not get it so that that was good news excellent now there definitely seems from talking to today's really my kind of first day back in the office as you like if you like after Christmas and some time out with the family so um but definitely starting to catch up with people for sure it feels like lots of been poor, people have been poorly over Christmas so um so it's good to hear that you've been fitting, <laughs> fitting well and January I imagine is a really busy time for all those accountants out there yeah January is not the best month for accountants we certainly <laughs> certainly do not do dry January. <laughs> it's dry February instead. Uh, I'm not even sure we do that, but we'll work on that one. <laughs> Excellent. Because, of course, we've got lots of tax deadlines coming up at the end of the month with self-assessment, tax um, forms that need to be um, submitted and other, other deadlines looming for many out there as well. So, But hopefully you're going to share some pearls of wisdom for us this afternoon, Rosie, to help everybody so. on their way. <laughs> Excellent. So um, let's start. Where are you based, first of all? So I'm based in Bourne End. Okay. Uh, I just I work from home. I have a, a great office in the house, which is really useful. Although I do now share it with my husband, <laughs> um, which has been interesting over the last eighteen months or so. But I have a great office, um, so I work from home. And then I have a couple of um, freelance ladies who work with me. Excellent. That sounds great. Yeah. And how how long have you been in business? Remind me. I have been running Wilkinson <clears throat> Co. for. 21 years wow gosh that's a long time (laughs) (laughs) no I wouldn't have said that looking across looking across the studio at you but gosh that's a a fairly established business there so that's that's really exciting so tell us more about what you're doing um, as an accountant. Um, do, you, do you have a particular scheme? I can, I can probably guess a little bit, but explain to my, myself and the listeners what, what it yeah, is that you sure. do. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm very much a general practice accountant. So I deal with small local businesses. So that would involve lots of sole traders, lots of small limited companies. Uh, I do lots of personal tax returns, um, but very much general practice. I, I don't get involved in highly complicated tax schemes or international tax or anything like that my focus is totally on on small businesses and being able to help then 
generally people who are terrified of doing their accounts. Yeah, and I definitely would fall into that category. <laughs> you do, I know. <laughs> we were talking about it just before coming on air, and that was one thing when I set up my business. It was definitely that I had to be able to work with an accountant or afford to work with an accountant because numbers, whilst I don't mind them, the, the kind of the fear, if you like, of getting it wrong or doing something incorrectly would just be, wouldn't be worth it. So it's definitely worth working with somebody like yourself to, to take that, that worry and that stress yeah, away. absolutely. A lot of people are in the same boat they are terrified of, of doing the numbers as you say um and so getting some help is, is definitely the way to go excellent that's good um so what inspired it inspired you to start out on your business i mean i appreciate we're going back a, a couple of years now one or two um but what was it that sort of triggered it for you um i guess actually starting out on my own was the same as many people was was having young children mm. and and not you know, leaving leaving the rat race, so to speak. So I um, I trained with Grant Thornton, mm-hmm. who are um, one of the larger companies, but they were they were local. They were in High Wycombe, yeah. Um, and I went there straight from university, um, did my accountancy training and exams with them, mm-hmm. uh, and they were really great because you go into audit when you start accountancy, which is not the most exciting thing in the world to many people, but. Because Grant Thornton focused on small owner-managed businesses as well, we were going into small businesses okay. um, and really getting an understanding of how those businesses worked. You know, if you go to a larger firm, you could well end up working on, I don't know, the, the Barclays Bank audit or something and being there for months and months on end. But we were in into companies for one or two weeks, getting to meet all the different people in the team and understanding how the business ticked. So that gave me a real in- insight into various different types of business. And then I stayed with them for about 10 or 11 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I you know, got married, had, had children, went part-time after my first son and then had a, another, had, had my second son and did the, did the usual thing of thinking, how do I get out of the house by 8 o'clock in the morning with two children to nursery looking like I might have brushed my hair? And uh, it wasn't <laughs> going to work. Was, all of the mums and dads out there, I think, will know how much of a challenge yeah. that would be. <laughs> so um, I, I was lucky in a way that my father was an accountant, um, and he was running a, he had been a partner in a, a, a firm, Wilkins Kennedy, mm. but he had semi-retired and was, was working from home just with a handful of clients, really. So... Um, it was a logical step for me to go in, in with him. Excellent. And, and where Wilkins, it all started from. Wilkins, presumably, is your maiden name. Wilkins, is my maiden name, yeah. yes. Excellent. Yes. That, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what's the best part of your job? What is it that you think, yeah, I really enjoy doing that? Is that the 31st of January deadline, I wonder? <laughs> not, not really, no. Uh, I do love my job, and people find that amazing, but I, I do really enjoy it. I think the best part of my job is probably the variety of clients that I deal with. Mm. Um, and the variety of things that I actually do so I don't I don't do the same thing day in day out but um, I think it's the real variety of clients so I have all sorts of businesses that I deal with ranging from gosh I've got someone who buys and sells rare maps oh wow Um, I do a lot of IT clients I've got wedding planners I've got mechanics plumbers if anything goes wrong in the house it's great because I know someone to call <laughs> excellent you've got a great little black I've got a book great of black book of suppliers um but yeah just a real variety of, of meeting different people and, and being able to help them yeah I think that's one of the beauties of, of working for yourself as a mm. small business owner for sure because that's one of the things I love about my job whilst I, I don't work with numbers and accounts as you know um it's, it's that diversity of different industries and getting out and meeting different people and understanding the different challenges so yeah, yeah I, I can understand 
understand that. And how about the worst part? Worst uh, part of your job. <laughs> the worst part of my job is probably January. <laughs> um, I think the worst part for me, and I guess everyone else who who works for themselves and, and probably works from home, is switching off mm. um, and not checking emails all night long. Yeah, uh, and actually having time off over Christmas and not going. Oh, well, just 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 check that, and then you end up, you know, getting involved in it, don't you? And yeah. And working every night, godsend, and working weekends. So I think that the hardest part is is definitely switching off. Mm, yeah, I agree. And I don't think the last well two years we are now. I was, was saying eighteen months, but I think we are now pretty much in the two year time bracket. Has definitely not helped with with kind of encouraging you and and helping and supporting with those kind of divisions of mm. work life balance. Um, I was reading something this morning actually, and um, I think there was a lot of desire for small business owners to really improve that kind of separation between work and home pre-covid and i think there's definitely been a flip on on that and that that's definitely changed yeah and definitely got I more difficult especially as you say people working from home and i'm lucky i do have an office so i have got a door i can physically shut um but people working on kitchen tables and things i think mm. has been been really hard yeah definitely over the last couple of years a lot yeah. of people say you should you should go to work so you should sort of maybe go for a 10 minute walk or something before you you start work in the morning so you feel like you've left the house and come back and i think for some people that's a really good idea mm. do you know what I, in the first lockdown i did actually do that because i i created that sort of routine for my my boys and almost that sense of we're walking to school so we're kind of now you know we've got up we've got had breakfast got dressed now we're walking to school I mean the 25 degree lovely sunshine definitely <laughs> helped with that um but we stopped doing it for some reason yeah. so I think that's yeah it's a, a nice idea um to help with with some of those kind of separation between work and and home and, and mindset too this yes, morning definitely. it was quite hard for me for sure to get my head back into work so in fact I'm not sure I've even quite succeeded yet well, but we can do it <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there um so thank you about it um I mean there's obviously a lot of benefits from for working for yourself as you know as in different experiences working for larger corporations as well but if there's somebody thinking of setting up perhaps a small accountancy firm or, or a small small business as we go into the new year because obviously perfect time for resolutions and starting to think about what happens next what what would your top tip be for starting a new business yeah um I think it would be to really focus on what it is you actually want to do mm. um, and don't think you can do everything, yes. um, both in terms of the products or services that you sell or um, the, the work that you actually do, you can't, you can't do everything yourself. Mm. And I think most people think when they can that they will do everything. So you'll be the accountant, the marketing person, you know, you will try to do everything because obviously money is probably tight as well when you're starting up. Mm. So you do have to do everything. Um, I've had an IT disaster over the last couple of days and I'm very <laughs> glad that I have a, an IT support team or helpline that I can call on because I'm sure for the first few years I would have been scrabbling around trying to, to sort that out myself and, yeah. and, and tearing my hair out. Um, but also in terms of the products that you're selling, you know, you, you do need to focus to a certain extent on what that's going to be and be a little bit niche. You know, I, I deal with small local businesses. I'm not interested in dealing with overseas clients or mm. inheritance tax planning for people because that's just not my area of expertise yeah 
Um, so it's really focusing on what you enjoy as yeah. well, I think, is the key thing. Yeah. You know, if you don't enjoy what you do, then it's it's a long time working. Yeah, no, definitely. There's that um, expression, I'm going to get it wrong now, I'm sure, but there's that expression, isn't there, that if you love your job, you never work another day in your life. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and I think that's so true. And that's one of the beauties, I think, of when you work for yourself, that you can go, you know what, I don't want to work on that project. Or, yeah, I'd really like to try yeah. that. Or, I want to learn that new mm-hmm. skill rather than your job description or your boss saying, no, no, this mm. is your... This is your your kind of time frame and what you need to yeah. do so. I think that when you start up uh, just what you were saying you you do take on everything as well mm. so you know you maybe someone will ask you to do a certain piece of work and and you feel you have to say yes because you're not quite sure whether or not next job's coming coming in from yes yeah. um so you're like yeah once you are a little bit more established you can kind of go actually no I, I don't want to do that that mm. piece of work or I'm not quite sure about that or yeah or I know so. somebody I can't do it but yes, I know somebody that absolutely. can <laughs> so talking about resolutions do you have any resolutions Rosie that you've made or do you is it not something you tend to bother with uh no I do we do all make them as a family I'm not sure we ever really keep to them but um <laughs> so yeah this year I will share them so I'll make me do them um they are listeners we're gonna hold Rosie I know, accountable they're not, for work, her. <laughs> not work related at all I used to play the piano as a child oh um and we do have a piano because my son played a lot as well um and it's been sat there gathering dust in the corner. Every year I religiously tune it um, and it very rarely gets played. So I thought, right, this year I'm going to play the piano a bit more. Excellent. And um, my husband has just got one of these turbo trainer bike things. Okay. So you stick your indoor bike, you stick your bike on a a, a, a machine, a, a machine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> technical here, um, and you, you cycle away and you sign up to this thing called Zwift, which I'm sure everyone out there knows exactly what it is, um, but it's for indoor cycling, and he's been ah. doing it a while, and I'm kind of looking and going, what's the point of cycling indoors? Go outdoors, but obviously it's cold out there, so um, I have been on it a couple of times ah, over the year, and it's excellent. quite addictive, I have to say, ah. so I'm going to do a bit of, bit of indoor cycling, excellent. hopefully. Well, that's good. So get you ready for when the, when the weather gets yeah. a bit nicer. Yeah, ask me again in February out. and I've probably <laughs> done neither, but that's what I'm planning on doing. Excellent. Like yeah. it. So a bit of exercise and a new skill for the new year. So yeah, like yeah. that. That's good. Um, so the last couple of um, shows, Rosie, we've done a, a bit of a quick fire round um, for our guests and it's been, been just a bit of fun. They, do you know what? They all have that look that you're giving me right now. <laughs> I wish the listeners could see it. Maybe in time they'll be able to see that look, but... Um, it's this look of absolute fear but it's really it's just very light-hearted and very quick um it's just so the listeners can get to know a little bit more about you and 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 the person behind the accountant so um quick really quick questions do you like marmite no (laughs) schweppes or fever tree tonic oh schweppes uh blur or oasis oasis Football or rugby? Rugby. (laughs) Well, some definite (laughs) definite views coming across here. Tea or coffee? Ooh. Coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. Oh, that's a bit on the fence. Uh, (laughs) Tea. Okay. Uh, Lemon or lime? Lime. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Beach or ski holidays? (gasps) Beach. Uh, Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Oh, interesting well, choice. it would there. have been milk, but you know, dark, dark's actually good for you, so we'll go dark. <laughs> That's right, we can pretend it's one of our five a day. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, one last question, one unusual thing that the listeners might not know about you. One unusual thing. Um, I used to be a diver. 
Oh, what kind of like a scuba diver? No, no, or like so in the a pool? springboard and highboard diver. Oh, so Tom Daly type diver. Tom Daly's, yeah, I'd like to say ah. I was as good as Tom Daly, but not quite. But I was, <laughs> I was not bad. Excellent. Oh, that's yeah. good. Oh. So that's how I grew up uh, in a swimming pool smelling of chlorine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, the other thing we like to do, Rosie, throughout the show, because um, a lot of people who will be listening in today will be small business owners or they will be working within um, within the business world. And one thing that we really like to do as well is to share perhaps a good book, a business book or a podcast that our guests find really useful and really interesting. Um, now, I know in some of our, our pre-show conversations, you've talked about a book called Eat That Frog. Yep. So tell us about it. So, as I said to you before, I'm not a huge business book reader because, you know, in the free time I do get and get to read, I do like to switch off and, and read out stuff outside the business. But um, someone recommended this book to me, and it's just a really fun, practical guide on improving your productivity and okay. concentrating on the things that are important to your business. So it's it's really small chapters. Um, and it, it basically just says you you can't do everything on your to-do list. So it, it tries to help you focus on what's important and to not sweat the trivial things. I love so, that. Yeah. I love that. I might have to check that one out, Rosie, because yeah. that's definitely, again, when you work for yourself, like you said earlier, you try and do everything all the time, don't you? Yeah. And I did a really, I, I attended a really interesting webinar. And one of the things that came out of it was where you kind of at the end of each day you kind of go right the, the my five things I must achieve tomorrow Every, you know everything mm. else is a bonus but the five things I have to achieve and then making a note of them and I found that that's really helpful as well so I guess a similar kind of approach yeah absolutely it's it's sitting down for 10 minutes the night before and just planning your your day the next day um and what is that one thing that you absolutely have to do? And that's your frog that you're supposed to eat. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm probably terrible. I will do 10 little things that are quite easy to do and probably not that hugely important. But there's something about ticking something off. I love a list anyway. Yeah, so, I'm with you on that. You know, if it's on the list and it's got a few ticks on it, then you feel good, don't you? Feel like um, you've achieved something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but there might be that one big thing that just sits and looks at you for three or four days and you think, oh, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. And it's, it's just trying to focus you, just, just sit down get it done and get it out of the way and then you'll feel so much better yeah. do you know what um, there is one thing on my to-do list that I, that I didn't get a chance to do in between Christmas and New Year so I, I is it your accounts my, it's not my <laughs> accounts my accounts are done and Yay. ready um I did you'd be, you'd, you'd be very pleased Rosie mm. I did mine back in about May time oh, well so because <laughs> um, yeah I couldn't couldn't be doing with it now um, that'd be far too stressful but yeah there's one thing that I haven't haven't managed to tick off my list either so and it was going to be my one thing for today mm. and it's not looking good no. for today Oh <laughs> I think the other thing it, it really it helps you do is focus on doing that one thing so once you've started it as well is not to do anything else until it's done because I'm also yeah. very easily distracted by emails yes. coming in yeah. and you know I think lots What's of that people pinging are. and yeah, I think lots of people yeah, absolutely. are absolutely. So but, um, if it can, yeah, I often think even just starting something. There's a couple of projects that I don't like as part of my work and part of the things that I have to do. And I half the time I think, well, if I just start it, then it, it kind of it, it's easier once mm. you kind of just helps you get going. Yeah. So I, I know what you mean. Um, so thank you so much, Rosie, for introducing a bit more about you and a bit more about the person behind your accountancy business um we're going to play a track that you've chosen so what what's the track that you would like us to play first 
So the film one we're going to play first is um, Bruce Springsteen and yeah. it is Born to Run. Okay, and is there a reason behind it or yeah, just because? Yeah, no, there is. This is, this is from my brother. Um, so he, my brother sadly passed away four years ago now um, oh from a blood cancer and he was a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. I mean, we're talking ridiculously obsessed. He went and saw him something like 60 times oh, all wow. around Europe. It was ridiculous. Wow, that is, that is a true fan. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so this is for, for Rich, my brother. Excellent. All right, so here we go. We've got Born to Ride by Bruce Springsteen. Beyond the palace, heavy fire drums scream down the floor. 
welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by local accountant Rosie Forsyth, founder of Wilkins & Co. So Rosie, welcome back. Thank you. So far we've heard a little bit from Rosie about her business and what she does and how she works with small businesses locally. Don't forget if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again to the show on Catch Up by the website on river.radio or as part of a co- podcast by all of the usual places and of course if you do want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today please do drop us an email to sophie at river.radio we do have a couple of questions that have been emailed in for you rosie so hopefully you'll be able to answer them um so we've had eleanor from windsor who's just starting out as an hr freelancer um what accounts advice would you give to her that she needs to have a think about um i guess the first thing she needs to decide is what business structure she's going to to um, work under so whether she's going to be a sole trader or a limited company okay and that's one of the first decisions that you need to make um i guess the most important thing i would say is to get a separate bank account for your business yes um as a limited company you do really have to have one you don't Mm. need to have one um as a sole trader but it's it's so much easier if you have a separate separate bank account yeah, that, that was a good piece of yeah. advice somebody gave me as well especially with the, the changes and things that are coming in in a couple of years it's going to be even more important so mm. it's just really important to keep business transactions and personal transactions completely separate yeah and just really quickly or can you really quickly I mean it's probably quite a complicated question but why would you be a sole trader versus a, a limited company are there kind of some key markers or points of differentiation between the two that you would um you would consider a lot of people start out as a sole trader because it's a lot simpler. So there's um, a lot less red tape and admin associated with running a, a sole trader business. You don't need to file your accounts with the company's house. You just need to do, pay your accounts once a year and send them in as part of your tax return. Mm. Um, a limited company tends to be for a slightly larger business. So you might start as a sole trader and then move to a limited company. But it does give you um, what's called limited liability protection. So if you are risk a risk of, you know, God forbid, being sued for anything, then you've got the protection um, of having a company and you're not going to not going to lose your house so a lot of people prefer the the protection that comes with it with a limited company but with that there's a lot more red tape and admin and filing of accounts and um, your accounts need to be produced in a certain way yeah. so, and it costs i guess there's more cost yeah, involved with that too yeah. so yeah Okay, that's good. Thank you. Um, And the other question was from James in Maidenhead, who has a small business with 10 employees and wants to know if he needs to go digital yet. So I know that's been quite a big conversation over recent years, and it seems to be putting back and put back. um, Absolutely. But where are we with the the kind of going digital? So uh, in terms of going digital, if if he means actually keeping digital records, I would certainly recommend he does that and uses some kind of accounting software. Making tax digital for VAT is so, already so just in. on the accounting software. You mean something like Zero yeah. or QuickBooks, something yeah, like that? Absolutely. Mm. Making tax digital for VAT has been in a couple of years now for businesses okay. that are over the VAT threshold in terms of turnover, which is currently eighty five thousand. Mm. So they will need to do digital accounting and file their tax their VAT returns um, online to HMRC. Mm. That is all coming in for sole traders um, of a certain size in a couple of years. And, and so he will certainly need to think about 
moving over to digital accounting and then yeah so to sooner future. rather than later absolutely yeah start getting into the habit yeah. now and then it, it, it's not and really it's a so thing. much easier oh do you know what? absolutely I couldn't agree with you more as a as a non-accountancy person I absolutely agree that it, it, it makes life a lot easier you just have it all in one place and also for accountants then to produce uh, reports or whatever it's just everything's just there so definitely um, that's great so when you say sole traders um that's going to be coming in soon and there's a certain threshold for that do you know do we know yet what that threshold will be yeah so making tax digital for income tax is a real hot topic at the moment um and it was due to come in in april 23 mm. it has now been put back till april 24 but um just to absolutely put the fear of god into everybody so for the sole traders or people who have rental businesses with a turnover of over ten thousand pounds so that's turnover and not profit yeah it's not a huge figure um from april 2024 they are going to have to follow making tax digital for income tax and that basically means that you're going to have to keep digital records so you're going to have to use some of these accounting software packages and report your income and expenses to hmrc quarterly so does that mean that that's an accountant that has to get involved quarterly or is that just... Well, that's, we a, that's a good question. No, I mean, <laughs> if you've got the zeros or the, the free agents, then you can submit that information to HRC yourself quarterly. Mm. You've got a one month after the end of the quarter to submit it. Um, so if you know what you're doing, then absolutely do it yourself. Um, otherwise, yes, you're going to have to get some help to do that. So that means that you're filing accounts four times a year. Four times a year once. plus your tax return. So at least five returns are going to be in a year. Oh, yeah. wow. Gosh, that means you're going to be busy for well, a I mean, year after next. It's, it's really interesting how it's actually going to work because everyone is going to have the same quarter end. So mm. everyone at the moment is going to have 31st of March, 30th of June, 30th of September, 31st of December and have a month to get those returns in. So there's no way I can do that for all my clients. I mean, they just physically are not enough hours in the day yeah. to do that and, and everything else as well. So it's going to be really interesting how it's going to pan out. Mm. Um, and to be honest, quite a few accountants who are maybe slightly older are just thinking it's time to retire because they just yes. don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of training going on over the next couple of years yes. to train people in yeah. um, so, they can do it so they can do it themselves. Yeah. Because A, if you want me to do it, I'm not doing it for nothing. <laughs> so, well, yes. <laughs> so there's, there's a huge fee implication yeah. um, and cost implication for small businesses. And I think it's going to have a lot of impact on people. Yeah. Exciting times. So I know we're going to come on later to talk about rising costs within, well, just I think generally, I think it's hitting everybody yeah. everywhere. But small business owners, for sure, will will also be, I think, included within that. So that's another, another one to add to the list, yes. I think. <laughs> So, Rosie, you've talked a little bit about um, sort of the company and setting that up. But what's your what's your background? Have you always been in accounts, or did you so did you start off somewhere else? No, I have always been uh, been an accountant. I um, as, as I'm saying, my father was an accountant. I went to university and did a, an economics degree. Oh wow! Um, yeah, which was which was great. And then, to be perfectly honest, I left university not really knowing what to do. Mm. Um, and my mother had always said, you know, if you're going to have a career, then it'd be really good to do something you can go back to when you have a family. Mm. You know, you can always find some work. And at 18, 19, you, A, think 
Your mother doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say some wise words. Abs- there, I know. But yes. Mothers are always right, aren't they? Um, but, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to that. But I left university and thought, well, what am I going to do? Um, and accountancy is a great springboard for all sorts of different business, you know, all sorts of different uh, areas after that. A lot of people will do the accountancy qualification and then move into something completely different. So it's a great um, grounding in business. So I thought, mm. oh, well, okay. Don't really know what else to do. I'll go and do that. Um, I like numbers. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but then, you know, I started started the work and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, yes, I've always been in accounts. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, is there anything when you first started your business that you wish you'd known, um, perhaps when you very first started out? Is there anything that you thought, oh, do you know what? If I'd known that, it would have made my life a lot easier or things would have gone more smoothly. I, I think possibly what we were saying earlier is not to take on everything that people want to throw at you maybe mm. um and also probably you start off and you do things for friends yes um, and you do everything on mates rates yes um and then you're 15 years down the line and you're still doing things on mates rates <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, or you know or or then they recommend you to somebody else and then, you know, they always discuss fees and things and that, that can be quite difficult. Mm. So I think sorting out your pricing early on is, is quite important. Yeah, um, and I think also that, I've, you know, I've had a couple of conversations in the past about doing reciprocal work. So if, um, you know, if I was to do something for you and you, you know, yeah. do my accounts in return, then that, but I think that gets confusing. It's along the same, it can same do. marker, can't it? Yeah, it, it can really work though. Um, True. And, and you know, when you when you start a business, money is tight. So it's it's obviously sometimes a good idea to do that as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think sorting out your pricing and then again, not not trying to do everything because mm. you just can't. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, good. Good words of wisdom there. Is there um you know you've obviously been in in business for some time. We, we talked earlier for for twenty one years. Is there a, is there perhaps something that didn't go so well, or is perhaps a bit of a mistake that you made that you thought you know what that's a brilliant lesson. I'm really glad that happened. Whilst maybe at the time it was quite tricky, or um, but actually the learning that I got out of that was really valuable. Um, I think again it's probably taking on something where you're not really sure Mm. um so maybe I remember at one point I took on some um it was some capital gains tax work and I wasn't really an expert but I thought oh yeah I can do that and I'll you know I'll look it up as I go along kind of thing yeah um I did and you know it worked out fine in the end but you spend hours and hours and hours um making sure that you've got it right because then you're not quite convinced if you answer yourself and so mm. you do check it and check it and check it and research and do that and that's great learning term so I you know I, I now know all those things <laughs> <laughs> but um you know it, it took hours for the, the actual amount of work and, and fee that was involved in doing it yeah um, so I, I guess it's kind of why well, it's twofold doesn't it either it kind of encourages you to learn something new mm. and, and take on a different challenge or to really reconfirm in your mind actually that's not what I want to yeah, do moving yeah, forward absolutely. so yeah Oh, that's good. And have you had any particular big achievements that you're really proud of during your 21 years? I can't believe that. I know, uh, nor can I now, I keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think um, probably one of my clients that I started with, um, again, he, I started with him. He was the husband of somebody I was in the NCT with. So okay. you know, when I had the kids, everyone joined the NCT and 
I ended up as treasurer because people found out that I was an accountant, so that's what you do. Um, but that was great. I made loads of friends. Um, and this particular lady's husband was just starting up a business. Um, so I started doing his accounts, and he was literally on the kitchen table starting up his business. And he's now um, 22 years long. I think they're turning over something like 11 million. Wow. Um, and he employs 30-odd people. And so growing with, with that business and being a part of the journey has been really great. Um, and I'm definitely part of his team. And, and That's just, lovely. Yeah, it's been really nice. It's a massive success story. Yeah. Um, and he's very much a family business. He likes, he looks after his staff. Mm. Um and yeah, it's just been really great to be part of that business. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah, really. I think it's really nice when you can really make a difference mm. and grow with, with clients and see the results and the impact. Yeah, of, yeah definitely. Of the and they're great do. friends now as well, you know. Yeah. As oh, many of my nice. clients actually are really good friends now. So that's, that's yeah. nice as well. Excellent. Well, like we said earlier, if you, you, you really enjoy what you do and you love the people you work with, it doesn't feel like work anymore, no. does it? So, <laughs> and what does the future hold for you? I mean, you've, you've obviously had a huge amount of experience and done all sorts of different things with all sorts of clients but what 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 does 2022 hold in store for your business 2022 um what does it hold i guess getting through january is the first hurdle (laughs) (laughs) and if i'm still here (laughs) that's always a good one (laughs) um just continuing in the same same mold really um taking on taking on new clients getting to work with some new businesses um i've actually got um a lady who I've done some work with before who is, is thinking about retiring. So I'm in discussions with her about taking on some of her clients. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, on, onwards good. and upwards for the yeah. year. So exciting times yeah, ahead for you definitely. as well. A bit of growth, a bit of expansion. Yeah, um, hopefully getting my husband back to his real office. <laughs> <laughs> my office back. Excellent, I love <laughs> it. he's not listening. <laughs> um, brilliant. So, um we're, I can't believe we're, we're charging through the show this afternoon, but um, there are certainly some big challenges on the horizon, I think, for small businesses as we, we start 2022 and move forward. But when we're going to have a bit of a chat about that in just a second. But before we do that, we're going to play another song that you've chosen for us today, which is Handbags and Glad Rags by the Stereophonics. So is there a, is there a reason for this or, or just because you like it? No, I just really like this song. I do. I really like the Rod Stewart version and I am a bit of a secret Rod Stewart fan. Oh my goodness! I know. Um, (laughs) We had a Barry Manilow fan. Oh, that's slightly better, isn't it, being monster? But I think the Stereophonics have actually done a really great cover of this. So um, this is the one we're going to play. Excellent, lovely. Okay, so that's "Handbags and Glad Rags" by the Stereophonics. See a blind man cross the road Trying to make the outside Ever see a young girl growing old Trying to make herself a Bye. 
You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today we're joined by the accountant, Rosie Forsyth from Wilkins & Co. And so far we've learned a little bit more about Rosie, her business and her career path to date. Don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen again via the website, river.radio, radio even, as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google and all of the usual places. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on today's show, please do drop me an email at sophie at river.radio. Now, Rosie, there were, there were, we've obviously talked a lot about your business and um, you shared lots of great pearls of wisdom there from an accountancy perspective, but there are obviously many challenges facing small business owners as we head into 2022. Um, what are you kind of seeing from your clients? What are some of the biggest challenges that they're, they're facing? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing a real mix, obviously, mostly COVID-related mm. um, people's obviously last year was really tough and and the furlough scheme was really useful for a lot of people 
um, I guess now um, I've got clients in the hospitality sector and obviously they've had a complete disaster over the last couple of months um, yeah, it's been really tough for the it's been hospitality so tough. sector it's been really hard they've just been hit time and time again um, so I've got some clients struggling with that um, and also some events companies as well who are just not sure what's going to happen during mm. this year whether events are going to be able to go ahead or not um, I've even got one guy who who does sports tournaments and he doesn't know you know he has oh, to book wow. so far in advance of accommodation with teams and things and he has no idea whether they're, they're going to be able to go ahead. So it's a real struggle for them. Um, obviously, the staffing issues people have got as well is a huge, huge problem for businesses. Yeah, definitely. It's, planning seems to be a real theme there in what you're talking yeah. about. And I think that's definitely one of the, the biggest challenges, whilst I think some of the experiences that COVID's taught us is to pivot um that's a very overused mm. word i know but to be you know to be using technology to yeah. be able to engage with customers or clients some businesses simply do need to plan out ahead like your your sports client there um how how are they kind of managing around it? are they are they still going ahead or are they just stopping what what's the, the kind of I, the solution i guess yeah I, I don't know what he's actually doing this year i mean last year um everything was booked um deposits paid for all the accommodation and things and then everything was cancelled so financially probably didn't lose out that much but just the time that went into planning everything and then mm. you know getting all the money in and then refunding it all it just just takes forever it's yeah. a huge time commitment um so this year i think it's it's sort of in the summer so i think at the moment it is planning that it is going to go ahead but you just don't know um, uh, you, you have to be optimistic yeah, i think with these things don't yeah, you absolutely. really have to kind of say right we're going to plan for it and keep fingers crossed and you know hopefully this mm. is you know I, I can't believe we're still sat here <laughs> a year on to be honest but yeah. um you know hopefully this year will be the year that mm. we're able to kind of move forward and, and and kind of work through things a little bit more yeah so. it's, it's nice for a buffer to have you know, in terms of the finances to have some kind of um some buffer in the almost in the bank to have some money in the bank that, that you know people say save for a rainy day and a lot of business owners don't and you know, they will take all the money out of the business and think well i've earned it now so i'm gonna i'm gonna take it mm. out but i think people are finding at the moment that you just need to if you can possibly leave leave some money in the business so you have got some reserves for when it all does yeah not go according to plan yeah no definitely so that's kind of looking at sort of planning and and um and that sort of thing i mean we you know there's a lot of news covering topics at the moment around rising inflation and interest rates um, rising energy bills and that sort of stuff are, are you seeing that impact your, your clients is that yeah definitely that a challenge too definitely the um the energy bills certainly people are finding the costs are going up and i think costs across the board are going up um mm. people are, are trying to to put the prices up but obviously you know people have been struggling so to, to pass those prices on to, to clients is difficult mm. um, and it's a it's a tough call as to what you do you know how you if you do try and ride it out and, and bear those costs yourself or whether you do try and pass them on but certainly yeah. the energy costs going up um, and rent and rates and all those sort of things are a huge part of someone's costs if they've got premises of a business yeah and it, I think you we are almost at the point where businesses are having to pass costs on I, I you know I know you know just from doing kind of shopping or going out for dinner or whatever I'm definitely seeing an increase in prices maybe yeah. sort of 20 percent something like that yeah definitely which is you know which is quite considerable I mm. think you know as you say given that lots of people have been struggling over the last two years anyway um I mean I was talking to somebody quite recently and even the kind of the trans um you know the, the cost of of 
oh gosh, I can't think of the word, you know, containers and, oh, and yeah. kind of crossing, getting things yeah, from A to B. Costs. And shipping costs, thank you, that's the word <laughs> I was looking for. Or just transport costs in yes, general. Yes, you know, but even now it's kind of the, you know, increasing eightfold yeah. and things like that, which are just amazing. I mean, yeah. as a small business owner, how do you, how do, how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's impossible, isn't it? I mean, there, there isn't an answer. Um, you just no. have to try and... Also negotiate your best you can with your suppliers, but you know things are, as you say, in such short supply that you do have to, to pay the price. Yeah, yeah. of course, business going. We've got we've got staff shortages as well, which I know many um, many organisations are struggling with. So it's not just hospitality, yeah. but actually going across many other sectors as well. Um, have you have you kind of got any experience with that? Or? Not massively with my business because I've got you know most of my businesses are quite small, so I have quite a small team. Mm. Um, but a couple of the larger ones, yeah, they've. They're, they're struggling to, to get some staff in some uh, some certain areas and again it's then it's just trying to manage you know how do you deal with that and um, keep making sure you can carry on supplying your, your clients mm, yeah no definitely um so and I guess, I guess the other things then are, are also um the, just the way of working you know we've obviously talked about cost and rising that you know that will impact the work that you're doing from an accountancy perspective but you've also got um you know the, the practical working of remote working of getting people back into the workspace and even as a small business owner you know you might not have a large building or a large organization of of people to um bring back into the workspace but it's still juggling you know leading a team of remote working um people and all of that that kind of stuff and the well-being around that there's yeah there's definitely been I think quite a lot of challenges I think that's really hard and I think um, particularly for the young you know starting a new job and and starting that remotely I I can't imagine how that must be it must just be so strange it must be start a new job and not actually go into an office and, and you miss out on all the office chat and it's, it's part of of just learning a new job isn't it yeah definitely um, I think that kind of coffee machine yeah. water cooler chat where you kind of go and get a cup of coffee and pick up mm. some stuff that another team or department's working on or yeah. um kind of brainstorm things um it must be really hard because obviously you don't have that you're just maybe stuck in a bedroom or on a kitchen table as we talked about before so. yeah it'd be really strange I've got my, my sons are both at university and a couple of all their friends have been doing that third year placement year mm. and they were so excited you know about yeah, I don't know, maybe we're living in London and working in London for a year or just getting some experience or working overseas. And they've spent their, gap, you know, their years out at home on a, on a laptop and it's it's just really tough. That's Yeah, that's yeah. really sad because I, I was lucky my degree. I had a, um, a year out in industry and lived and worked in London and I think quite a few of the people on my course sort of went from, from Bournemouth up to London and we sort of would go out for drinks and stuff after work. So, yeah, it's really hard, I think, for certain... Um, demographics and people at, at certain life stages and, and points in their career as you say yeah, to really difficult to really for work them. around that so yeah not quite the same and how about any environmental or sustainability um, factors have you seen that start to come in obviously with the COP summit towards the end of last year is there is there anything that you've seen coming through from from I, businesses? I think there's just an increased awareness and people trying to do the right thing um, definitely you know, people trying to not use plastics um, and as you say just be much more sustainable and environmentally friendly and, and that comes at a cost mm. you know if you to, to, to have the right packaging and things it, it is more expensive um, and again that's a cost that you do probably end up passing on to your to your end supply and to your end client yeah um, but I think people are a lot more aware of it aren't they and, and people want to do the right thing so I think people are prepared to pay that little bit extra mm. um, for someone who is trying to 
to do that so I think that's that's definitely a good thing yeah I think so too there's mm. lots, certainly lots of shops and things that have popped up there's we've got one in Windsor which yeah. is Zero Joe's mm. and they've got um, you know you can go in with your containers and fill you know fill rice up or washing up liquid mm. or you know all of those sorts of things and I think people are trying to do a little bit more for the environment I think there's probably lots more that we can do yeah as um, as a community and as a, a population but it's you know got to start somewhere and and move forward mm. so that's all good. Yeah, all no, good it's stuff. good. I've definitely got some clients who are moving that direction, and it's uh, yeah, it's all good. It's good news. Yeah, no, it is good. I think um, you know, hopefully, with the raising awareness of stuff as well over the last couple of months, and and people kind of thinking more in that way. Certainly, from a you know from a marketing perspective, certainly that kind of um, you know wanting to, as you say be more environmentally aware people are prepared to pay for it a little bit more and um and be aware of it which is a good thing yeah definitely oh it's brilliant excellent well thanks ever so much for joining us this afternoon rosie it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you this afternoon you're very welcome uh, hear a little bit more about your business and what you do and how you can how you can help um small businesses um if someone wanted to um get in touch with you what's the best place for them to do that um so my website is www.wilkinsco.co.uk um or obviously can contact me um via email excellent i guess linkedin as well yep linkedin um i do quite a lot on twitter so you um, oh, yes. follow me a twitter on, lady on twitter <laughs> I, like, I do it i don't do it but <laughs> someone does it for me um so yes um lots of helpful tips and uh tricks hopefully go out on twitter so you can follow me on there and that's at wilkins co Excellent. And that's definitely the right time of year, I think, to be doing that, as as many of us will be preparing for our self-assessment tax <laughs> forms. So um, that's for sure. So that's really cool. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you ever so much, Rosie. Lovely to see you this afternoon and, and, and hopefully see you soon. All right. Take care. So um, next week, as we build our focus on small businesses, as we come into the new year, we've got the brilliant team from the National Rheumatoid Arthritis Society, a local charity based around in Maidenhead, and they'll be joining us. Um, So if you do have any questions um, about today's show, either for Rosie or questions that you would like us to ask for our charity next week, please do get in touch. My email is sophie at river.radio. We also have some other great shows coming up across the River Radio Network across the week. week, So please do check out the live schedule online on the website, which is river.radio. We've got Jenny with Let's Do Lunch tomorrow, Shell on Sunday lunchtime with Mish Mash and um, Rani on also on Sunday morning but lots of other great shows happening across the network and across the week of course if you've missed part of today's show then you can listen again via the website river.radio or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google so all that remains for me to say is thank you ever so much for joining us this afternoon and we look forward to seeing you next week take care, bye bye And I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind Move ahead
dream just to watch him shatter You're just a step on the boss man's ladder But you've got dreams he'll never take away On the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way Working nine to five 